My name is Melissa. I am 28 years old and I am trying to grow a human for the very first time. This is a podcast about pregnancy, all the ups and downs that come with it, and the things I never knew and probably should about having an actual baby. All thoughts are my own, I'm not a medical professional, but facts and musings will be backed up by any research and medical advice that I may find. Welcome to Trying to Grow a Human. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 5 of Trying to Grow a Human. It's amazing that we're on episode 5 already. Feels like I've accomplished quite a lot there and it feels like quite a while since I did the last episode for some reason. Maybe this last month of summer has dragged or something, I don't know. (laughs) Um, But it certainly doesn't feel like summer anymore because it is raining quite a lot at the moment. But I am not going to complain because as you know... The heat was annoying me quite a bit. <laughs> but anyway, we are here. It's September, which I'm very happy about. And I am 20 weeks pregnant. Oh my God, you know what that means. I am halfway through pregnancy, which is mad. Um, I can't quite believe it. it. It feels like it's flown by and yet it's gone very slowly as well. So I've, I've kind of felt a bit both but thinking that I got pregnant in May that does feel like a very long time ago so I still know I have quite a way to go yet but at least I'm over the hump and on the other side which is crazy better better start kicking kicking in gear all of our plans and uh get everything ready for baby oh my god (laughs) um yeah but I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what the next four and a half months have in store and it does feel weird to be halfway but I'm I'm feeling very grateful so where am I at at 20 weeks well I'm continuing to feel good the good second trimester feelings that kind of you read about a lot how how women often feel much more themselves and a lot better in the second trimester and I'm I'm definitely feeling those things I'm you know I feel guilty for saying it but no I, I do I feel honestly pretty normal actually but that, that you know there have been a few days of tiredness out of nowhere like I've had a few days I'm, like, I'm really tired today why and I'm like well you're pregnant it's fine you can be tired so there we go still not perfect but no I'm definitely enjoying these past few weeks in the second trimester and update on my bump it is beginning to show although it's still quite subtle all right it's still subtle and it's not drastically changed over the last few weeks but then obviously I see my body every day so maybe I don't think it's that drastic whereas I saw someone who's not seen me in a while, I might be like, Jesus, you're big. So I don't know, maybe maybe I've got a different perspective. But you know what, I did try on, um, I had to buy a new swimming costume because like I said, I've I've started swimming uh, once a week and obviously you need you need some room for, for your growing bump. So it got to the point where I was like, yeah, my costume's a little bit tight now. So I bought one and when I tried it on, I was like, oh, wow, I, I, I look, I look pregnant like it's the first time I was kind of like wow that there's a bump there 
Um, so that was quite special. I was kind of like, oh my God, this is a bit weird. It's a bit surreal, but it was, it was nice. And I'm looking forward to her continuing to grow. And uh, I'm sure it's going to happen very quickly and I'll be huge and hate it in the end. But there we go. <laughs> that's, that's just how it works out, isn't it? And the big news is that I am starting to feel her which is just so special. I think around 18 weeks, I just felt like a flutter once, like sporadically, every now and then, like a flutter. And I'm kind of like, oh, was that something? Because I am very much like, I, I could be imagining it, you know. It's a similar feeling to indigestion or like general rumblings in your body that you're used to. But it just feels that little bit different that you're like, I think that's a baby moving about. And since then, it is starting to pick up and I'm feeling her mostly every day now. Not not a lot, but um, it's starting to feel a lot like wiggling, like she's wiggling about in there, she's moving about, which is so strange, but it's it's really nice and I'm always just rubbing and I go, is that you? Is that you wiggling in there? Because she can hear me as well, so I like to talk to her when I can. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's very nice. And Adam, I, I do actually try and grab Adam's hand sometimes, like, see if you can feel that, see if you can feel that. And he has actually felt it once or twice, so that's really special. And it seems to happen when I'm sitting up comfortably. Maybe she'll do it now as I record this. Or it's when I'm quite relaxed in the afternoon, I'm probably lying down in the evening she can start wiggling then. So it tends to be when you're not moving about loads, they go, oh, okay, I'll wiggle now while you're relaxing. So it's uh, it's very sweet. And I'm looking forward to feeling any proper kicks soon. And uh, if there's certain things that I do that trigger her, so if I drink something or eat something and she's kicking about in there, that would be quite interesting. Or if I put some music on, like what music does she like? <laughs> so I'll keep you updated on that. But yeah, that's quite a special thing that's happened these last few weeks. I'm certainly trying to get used to it. Um, the feeling of a little baby rumbling about in my tummy. And in the past few weeks, I've continued my swimming, as I said, and going to pregnancy classes, which have been really nice. I've really enjoyed going to them so far definitely nicer not being online as well because of all the lockdown stuff everything I'm just used to everything being online so it is nice to get out and go to an actual exercise class with other pregnant women and one of our uh, classes is at the local park which is so nice uh, obviously it's been nice with the weather I'm not sure how long it will last as it gets colder but I think there's a studio nearby we go to instead when it gets a bit grim. But it's, uh, yeah, it's great. And you've got obviously different women at different stages of their pregnancy. So you kind of see all these different size bumps. And at the start of each class, our teacher asks us like how many weeks we are, we are and how we're doing. And it's nice to hear how everyone is and how we're all in the same boat and how normal it is to feel certain things so yeah it's great and of course you don't see the same women every week <laughs> people come and go and especially I've there's been a couple that have been right up to their due date someone was even past their due date and you don't see them again the next week because they've had their babies and then you get new people coming because 
you know, they found the classes. So it's quite it's quite strange in that respect. You don't see the same women every week because we're all at different stages. And obviously the aim is to go off and have your baby in the end and move on from the pregnancy classes. So, yeah, it's it's great. And it's it's just a lovely way to kind of stretch out the body, get a moment of calmness and focusing on your baby at the same time. And what's good about the classes I'm doing is they give you really good postures and breathing techniques, which they say, you know, this is going to help you in labor um, to, to help support you. And that's great. And it's I just I like to move and know that I am moving my body each week. And um, even if it is the one or two classes, it just yeah, it feels like I'm I'm helping kind of grow this baby and make room <laughs> as I grow as well and um, obviously as I said being with other women who are going through the same thing as you is is really nice. One thing I'm still trying to adapt to and it's not it's not going terribly but trying to get used to sleeping and most importantly sleeping on my side. It's well known now during pregnancy that it's important that you sleep on your side and not on your back especially during the third trimester. And this is because when you are sleeping or lying on your back, the baby and the womb puts pressure on the main blood vessels that supply the uterus. And this can restrict the blood flow and the oxygen to your baby. So I started sleeping on my side earlier on just so that I could get used to it and just not have to worry about it and just go, right, let's just start now and then I'll get used to it. And I have a pregnancy pillow to support that. And a pregnancy pillow is kind of like a big, long sausage shape, I guess. And mine kind of curves at the edges as well. And I am comfortable going to sleep and cuddling my pregnancy pillow or having it behind me supporting my back. It's just during sleep, I, I get really restless and I'm tossing and turning so much. I feel like I do it so much. I'd love to be able to count the amount of times I'm tossing and turning but I know this isn't uncommon sleeping badly during pregnancy or obviously your body's changing you've got to adapt to that and then there's that whole thing of sleeping on your side and before being pregnant I love sleeping on my front so obviously that's why I'm struggling and there's no way you can sleep on your front during pregnancy obviously so this new position is a bit trickier and I find my legs get so stiff by the end of the night, like I feel like I really need to stretch them out in the morning. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things. It's not it's not the worst thing in the world. And the pillow is helping. Uh, it keeps me in position, but I think sleeping is just going to be one of those things that may not be smooth sailing. But maybe with a bigger bump, it'll be easier because I won't move as much. Maybe I'll just... I'll be so heavy, I'll just stay in that one position. We'll see, who knows. <laughs> but you might like to hear a funny symptom that I have that is quite strange and unexpected. I mean, I didn't know about it before being pregnant. I have a hairy belly. <laughs> Not like long, dark hairs, but like these small little blonde hairs have just popped up all over my belly and it's quite cute like I show Adam like look at my belly it's so hairy um but it's funny to look at and I was a bit bit surprised when I first saw it I was like what's going on here 
Um, it's like another protective layer for the baby, I'm putting it that way, which I quite like. And it's completely harmless, so I'm not going to complain about it. And this is another cause from that magic hormone, estrogen, which causes all sorts of trouble during uh, pregnancy. And this is just another one of those things. So there we go. Watch out for that hairy belly if you get pregnant. You may have seen on Instagram that I have finished my first pregnancy book and I'm now halfway through the next one. I wrote a review, as you may have seen, and you could probably tell I loved the book. It was so good. There was information on every page that I found useful. It was spoken, written in a very reassuring, positive outlook, and just generally great to hear it all from a midwife herself, who proves that they are completely and utterly on your side it kind of secures that faith that you have in in your midwife you know you're you're being looked after by by midwives throughout your pregnancy most probably and it's just nice to know you know how much they do know of course they know everything but <laughs> just what she's written and and that she's on your side is 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 so nice to to read and my next book goes into how your pregnancy and birth is all in your control, which is really nice to hear as I think for a long time and maybe before getting pregnant, you hear that and you sometimes assume that you must do whatever the medical professionals say or else, you know, things will go wrong or why would you know better than a medical professional? But in terms of pregnancy and birth, there is a lot that, you know, you can read up on, you can learn about and work out, is that for me? Is that what I want? And I, I, this book, this second book I'm reading is is all about that. And it's very, very uh, supportive in that sense. It's overall very empowering to hear. And I'm sure I'll chat about it a lot more when I finished that book too. So I'll let you know how that one goes as well. We have our 20-week scan next week. We've had to wait an extra week, so I'll be 21 weeks by then, but that's fine. I'm very excited about it. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing her again on that black and white screen, and hopefully she'll be growing well and wiggling about in there. It'll be nice to get a, maybe a better picture of her because she'll be bigger than our previous scans. And I know this scan will be a longer one, as it is called an ano anomaly, 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 yeah, anomaly scan, we'll go with that, <laughs> don't know what happened there to my brain. Yeah, so it's the anomaly scan where they look for, I think, 11 possible rare physical conditions that the baby may have. So they're looking in detail at the baby's bones, the heart, the brain, spinal cord, face, kidneys and abdomen, so a lot that the sonographer has to do there which is why it does take a little bit longer but hopefully everything will be okay and we'll get some more pictures and we'll see how she's doing hear her heartbeat and yeah I'm very excited for that one so we'll let you know how that all goes in the next episode I'm sure but I'll probably post it on Instagram too so make sure you're following at trying to grow a human <laughs> In this month's topic section of the podcast, I thought I would chat about the baby consumer market and most importantly, 
what a minefield it is. <laughs> As I'm sure you're aware, there are a lot of products out there for babies. And when you have never had a baby before, it can be very overwhelming. The amount of stuff that's out there that's kind of shoved in your face when you're just scrolling on social media or you're just using the internet in general can be quite a lot. And I've mentioned social media just then. The algorithms, oh my goodness, they are so clever, but can be so annoying at the same time. I'm sure everyone's experienced this for various reasons. Like, I remember even when I wasn't pregnant, for maybe I'd Googled something slightly to do with pregnancy, and then I just got all of these ads for, for baby stuff, and I wasn't even pregnant. And I can imagine that being really triggering for people. You know, if you're trying to have a baby and you can't or you're having issues and then all these baby blooming ads are popping up it's just so annoying and you don't want to have to keep muting them and getting rid of them and yeah so I understand why it happens but it can be very annoying and sometimes you just want to break from all of that and you don't want to see a you know a baby cot that's half price um when you just want to relax in the evening I tend to get the same products popping up on the feed as well and I'm like yeah I like it but I don't I don't need that right now so cool <laughs> but yeah it's just it, it, they make it so easy for you to just oh click on it and buy it like ugh, it's mad it's pretty mad I mean that, that's the same for anything on on online these days it's selling you things it's it's very very easy to get kind of drawn into all of that and from what I've heard from people and from what I've learned, you, you actually may not need as much as you think for a young child, which is good because we only have so much space in our flat, that's for sure. <laughs> we're starting to clear out because we're like, well, we really, really need to make room for this baby. So yeah, I think a lot of people have said, you know, you, you actually don't need everything. You, you might buy all this stuff and realise that you're not even using it or you use it once and then that's it. I mean, is it worth it? Probably not. And um, so, yeah, what we've done is, well, Adam has wisely started making a Google Sheets of what we think we do need, like the main things that we definitely will need. And after some research, links to products that we like and the budget that goes with that as well. And being someone who loves a list, this is very useful. <laughs> and it's it's nice to go through it together and we're going to kind of get things a bit at a time. Don't get everything all at once. It will just be too much to sort. And yeah, we've kind of planned, you know, this month we'll get a cot, this month we'll get the buggy, but a lot nearer to the due date so that we don't have a load of baby stuff filling up our flat months ahead of, of baby being actually here. <laughs> and when wanting a product, I just... I want to know if it's durable, if it's safe for the baby and of good quality that could be potentially used again one day. So there is a lot to think about, which can be a lot to kind of get your head around. I think, yeah, the, the, the consumer market for, for babies and children in general is so, so big. You can make a product out of anything these days and make it out that it will help your baby's IQ grow and they'll become a child prodigy if you buy this item but you've just got to take a step back and think do I need this will this actually make our baby happy or 
you know, be it of any use in some way. And if not, then maybe leave it. Maybe just, or, th- or you know, put it on the list and then you can have a good think about whether it's very, very necessary. And also you'll probably get a few things from relatives anyway. So you don't want double of things, I suppose. <laughs> There's also that to consider. I haven't quite got to grips with it all yet, but I think... The list is helping, talking to Adam, working out what we actually need, just simplifying it, just the main things you need and then it's all good. Don't get loads of stuff because there's just no room for it and the baby, don't give a damn. (laughs) But yeah, any tips or products that you like uh, if you've had a baby, do do let me know. It'll be most welcome. I finished the Modern Midwife's Guide to Pregnancy, Birth and Beyond book, I thought I would share a did you know fact directly from her book. So this is from the Your Baby Shares Your Body and Your Mind chapter. In it she says, unborn babies are aware of sounds, tastes and to some extent even your mood during pregnancy. As early as 16 weeks, your baby will start to feel the sound of your voice and will eventually be able to recognise it over anybody else's. Once your baby is born, they will also prefer the sound of your voice over anyone else's. And another interesting fact from the book says, In a 2010 study, researchers found that babies cry in their mum's accent. French babies cry on a raising note and German babies cry on a falling note. The different tones imitate their native language. How interesting is that? I can't believe that. That's really funny. I love that they they cry in the accent of their (laughs) mum. I kind of want to hear all the different babies crying and see if I can tell the difference. Probably not. But that that is hilarious. Another thing she says is... Play your baby music in pregnancy and relax, sway and sing. When your baby is born, they will remember the song and the relaxation associated with it. And this can help to calm them down. So I need to think of a song to play. Maybe I'll play it like some evenings before going to bed. I better have a think. Maybe, maybe Here Comes the Sun from the Beatles. That's one of my faves. But then I don't want it to annoy me. I don't want to... Be playing the song all the time and then hate the song. Oh, well, I'll have a little think about that one. But that's so cute that they recognise the song as well. Oh, I, I actually read a birth story. I don't know if it was from this book. I can't remember. But she said that during the birth, the labour, sorry, the, the midwives were concerned over the baby's movements. So, but she was like, yeah, but the baby doesn't usually move in the evenings. I know this because obviously she's felt it previously. And she went, okay, if you really want the baby to move, she put on this music that they'd apparently been playing loads. And then the baby started moving. So it clearly works. I think that's so interesting. So better rack my brains for some, some good music to play baby and make them love so that they have a little dance in my belly. <laughs> that would be, be so cute. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. It's only a little snippet from her book, but just you get all sorts of amazing facts like that that maybe you didn't know before. 
So that's my update at 20 weeks pregnant. We are halfway there. Dun, dun, dun. I look forward to chatting next time when I am 24 weeks, once I've had my anomaly scan and I can catch you up on anything new then. So speak soon. If you have any ideas or questions for the podcast, please send them through to tryingtograwahuman at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at trying to grow a human. And please, I would so love it if you could rate, review, and of course subscribe on whichever podcast platform you use. It will help others find this podcast. Thanks you lovely lot for listening. I send you love and luck on whatever life journey you are going through right now. You can do it. This podcast is dedicated to all those who grew the humans before us. You are amazing.